0: You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about leaders are persistent. It's a really, really nice story there behind the scenes, and that inspired Gary and myself for this episode. Actually, more me than, than Gary, but you'll learn about this later on. Speaking about leadership, currently, and just for a short period of time anymore, there is the leadership program open for enrollment. Ends mid-October, so do it fast, head over there, purchase it. There's actually a 30-day money-back guarantee. So even if you don't like it, or if you don't get approval for it, Head over, we have a cap there. So really act fast so that you become part of this really, really nice community of over 300 statisticians that went through it before you. Check out the statistician.com and the leadership program in there. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the ever-growing video-on-demand content library, pre-registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode. Uh, Today I'm talking again with Gary about leadership. And this is the second episode where we dive deeper into characteristics of leaders. So Gary,
1: what are we talking about today? Yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, leaders being persistent and the importance of being persistent. And you had posted uh, something on LinkedIn a week ago or so, uh, shared a story about the importance of being persistent that, uh, in an experience that you had that really had an impact on you. So why don't we start by, by having you share that story and then we can get into discussing the importance of persistence for statisticians. Yeah,
0: Earlier this year, I visited uh, the Wartburg, and if you don't know what that is, that's a castle pretty much in the middle of, of Germany, a medieval castle, and it is known for two things. I don't want to go into the first thing, but the second thing is a very, very famous person was hiding away there for 10 months, and that famous person was Martin Luther. So as he was speaking about his ideas, of course, he got a lot of critique for them. And there were some that even wanted to kill him. And so there was this one aristocrat that said, hey, you can have my castle and stay in there. And he stayed in there under, under the wrong name. And he used this time to translate the Bible. And when I visited the, the, this castle, this little room where I was sitting and working translating the Bible from Latin into plain German, the German that was spoken at the time, he was sitting there, and this is still there. You can still see the the desk and the chair. Yeah, and I was thinking like, wow. I find that just reading this book is takes a lot of effort. Yet alone translating it, and so it's a huge, huge effort to kind of you know stay in this room for for ten months translating the Bible and thinking also kind of making it in such a way that it's really understandable. And this little well, not little thing, but but kind of this. 10 months effort really changed the world. At least the Christian world, it turned it upside down. Because thereafter, because also book printing was just invented, this book today we would say went viral. Yeah, So it was sold and read all across Germany and and thereafter also translated in, in other languages. And I think that shows that persistence, keeping up on it, not giving up is, is really a key trait of leaders. <laughs> There's this funny story that the, the says said at one point, the devil was entering uh, the small uh, office and was trying to kind of distract him from translating the Bible. And he was throwing his ink pot at him. And then the ink pot, you know, hits the wall. And there was this big kind of, you know, Ink all over the wall and uh, people would s- search for this ink for decades, for, for centuries. Yeah. And, but it, for me, you know, it shows that even if there's major distractions, if you, even if there's major barriers, like this person was you know, on a, you know, manhunt. Yeah. And he was still persistent. He was still going forward with it. He was kind of. Just believing he needs to further go over over all these barriers, and that's what really inspired me to become more persistent in my challenges because they're surely not as you know big as what Martin Luther uh faced.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of I think great great learnings uh in that story and and one thing I guess I will say is we're not advocating that you lock yourself away for ten months. <laughs> because you're in a much different situation. But I think that the lessons there are are really good from a standpoint of persistence. And like you said, that there are going to be, just as you told the story about the devil and the distraction, that that once you have an idea or when you're trying to move forward an initiative or a policy or just a project, that there needs to be focus and, and you need to be persistent. And there are going to be barriers, there are going to be distractions, there are going to be setbacks, and if, if you think about this from a standpoint of, for example, a technical statistician, that uh, let, let's suppose that we can, we can talk through a couple examples, but, you know, let's suppose you have an idea, and, and there's, there's a couple places you need to persist. One is, the, the first thing is to, to sell people on that idea, OK, so you'll need to make a proposal and convince people that it's something worth pursuing. But then even if you do that, and that may require persistence, I remember just trying to get uh, at the time this was back years ago when I was a technical statistician. I was trying to get our quality director to attend some some variability training that was it, it talked about the importance of variability as well as some of Deming's philosophies. And I remember meeting with him. It took three meetings with him and And I finally convinced him, and he said, "Okay, i'll go okay and And when he came back from the first day he 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 had only committed to like going to the the first half day of this three day training and then he said, after he went to the first half day, he called his his administrative assistant and he said, "Clear my calendar for the next two days I'm staying okay so again, it's just that type of a persistence just to convince someone to do something it it may take several several efforts but but even after you do that and and then comes the all right now you need to argue for resources so if you convince them with your idea then a lot of times it may be you know your time or other people's time or money okay and and then that's another challenge and even if you get that bought into then you have to come up with with a plan a strategy of of execution of implementation. And that's going to have challenges. So again, you need to keep persisting through these things and then you need to see it through. Uh, you need to, to put it in place and and communicate it. All right. And, and there could be challenges there. So, so again, this theme of persistence, um, it's, it's present in, in so many things that that we do. And, and again, it's, it's sort of, Keep moving forward uh in the face of distractions in the face of setbacks, uh, so I don't know if there's there's any other uh, examples, other examples you have, Alexander.
0: Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the distractions. We can get very, very easily distracted by all the kind of day to day activities, yeah, you know? and by yet another email and yet another meeting and the social media posts that came up and all kind of different things. Have this focus on your goal. The other thing is become clear about why you want to achieve it. That helps you to stay persistent. If you, if it's not meaningful for you, why should you achieve it? Yeah. Why should you battle all these barriers? Only if you are clear on why you want to do it. That is where a lot of the energy, the motivation comes from. I had one uh, example where I once saw this Hans Rosling video where he speaks about the health and the of the nations. And he has this animated scatter plot bubble chart where you can see kind of how over the last century, the health and the of the nations generally very, very much improved. Awesome data visualization. And I always thought like, I think that is something that we could really, really apply within clinical research as well. I especially thought about these kind of things like if we have changes from baseline in terms of continuous measurements, that is so badly displayed. So just line graphs or bar charts, and, but you never see really the richness of the data. And I was playing with this idea for actually for a couple of years. Um, looking into different scenarios. And then I was on this new truck that was working really, really well. And that's where the tam- time came. And I said, okay, here, I'll go for it. I'll present it. And that then led to you know lots of lots of success with this data visualization. It took years to get to it. I never kind of forgot. Got about it. I used it again and again. I had had different approaches with different studies and people. Never really worked out, but then at the end it worked out and it pulled me forward or pushed me forward quite quite a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can think of uh, a couple different things. One was was more a, a technical problem, just implementing a, a standardized type of analysis and automating it. And, and that's something that a lot of people do, but uh, the same types of things. Well, first, you need to, I guess, hone in on how you're going to do it from a technical standpoint. Then you need to convince the people around you that are going to do the same thing, that this is the best way to do things. Then you need to automate it. Uh, again, get, getting the resources and putting the automation in place. And then we had to to write a procedure and circulate that. And this was all with a, a team of people. So... It's that persistence of pushing through and, you, and you'll and you meet people sometimes that are really good at maybe one or a couple of those things. And that's okay. For example, some people might have good ideas, but you need to maybe put some other people around them that then can, can sell those ideas or people around them that can, can, can get the resources or someone who's more an operational type person who can uh, execute on the plan. But behind all this is a persistence of, mm. of keep pushing forward with the, the goal, the problem, and whether it's something technical, I can think of other more administrative types of of initiatives, for example, like putting a training plan in place for our non-statistical customers. Again, starts with a vision, then you have to, to kind of put it on paper, work with other people, come to finalize, this is what we want, these are some of the things we want to put in place. But you, you have to keep going. You've got to get resources. You've got to get people then to dedicate to developing the training, implementing the training, setting expectations, communicating. There's a persistence behind all this that, uh, that sits and is uh, actually required for the implementation of, of, of any good idea.
0: So whenever you start something, just expect this kind of barriers to come up some you can foresee some others will come out of nowhere never assume that it will be easy it rarely is and so so set yourself up for for being persistent yeah, yeah. or um, expecting challenges
1: yeah one other i think uh aspect of, of that story which is really interesting and, and I think again, this speaks to the importance of doing this. And I had a similar experience when I went down to the Florida Keys and Key West and visited uh Ernest Hemingway's home. Mm-hmm. And as part of the tour, you got to see where he would do most of his writing. And it was this very kind of a humble little office. It was it was on the second floor. I mean, he had a nice property down there. But it, it really speaks to the idea of taking time to think, okay both in the case of Martin Luther and the case of Ernest Hemingway, that they had other things I'm sure they were doing and and interest, at least in in Hemingway's case, I know that was true. But at some point, you need to have the time to think, to put pen to paper or fingers to a computer or just ideas on a page. Uh, So that personal reflection time, again, as we talk about, is is always important, that alone time. Uh, That's where ideas start. And then that's where they can continue to flourish too. Uh, so, so making sure that you spend the time to think, uh, to put a plan in place and maybe keep coming to, back to that as well.
0: Yeah, having a plan, sticking to it, adjusting to it, going back to it again and again is absolutely necessary to be persistent. Thanks so much, Gary. That Thank you. was awesome. And so if you want to learn more about leadership, check out everything about leadership on the Effective Statistician homepage. And we also have a really nice program that helps you to become a better leader and that you can check out on the homepage. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. If you're listening this before mid-October 2022, really act fast. Go to theeffectivestatistician.com and check out the leadership program. There's not enough, a lot of time left. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain and her team at VVS, who helped with the show in the background. And thank you for listening. Reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.